episode 7, Easy as Pie. In this episode, Ramon loses his badge, Miguel fights with everybody. Bad news, we'll probably see the last of Camilla. Good news, probably the last we'll see of Yuki. And Deb gets with Anton, Angel gets with Gianna in a season 3 snog fest. What did you guys think of this episode overall? I'm actually shocked that the vice detective had a name. I didn't realize that. Uh, it was better than the previous episode, but that's not really saying much. I mean, they, they briefly mentioned her name before, and this is the first time that she's had more than a couple of lines. So... I agree that it was better than the last one, still pretty boring, but this one did have some good moments of a little bit of dry humor that I liked, um, and the talk of the wedding and whatnot, there's a little bit more humor, um, and of course, we had a lot more of Margot Martindale, and she was, she was excellent as always in this episode, so that made up the difference, uh, made it a little bit better than the previous. I agree, I liked it just a little better than the last episode. <laughs> Our bar is so low at this point. Yeah. The bar is so low yeah. this season. I agree. It's, it's yeah, it's tough to be like, oh, it was so fun, and you're like, nothing happened. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's very slow. I, I didn't fall asleep on this one, so that's a high point. Uh, episode opens with Dexter flashing back to when Harry first found him dismembering a body. Except instead of Harry, it's Miguel who walks in and has no problem with what Dexter is doing. Dexter wakes up and tells Rita that he had an anxious dream about being exposed. Rita thinks it's probably about anxiety about the wedding. <coughs> she thinks that he meant that he was had a dream where he was naked. And she says, yeah, I always have dreams about being back at high school without bottom with bottomless. I actually did like the... Uh how he followed that up with yes body parts exposed body parts exposed <laughs> uh Rhea asks Dexter for a guest list for the wedding after initially saying that his list is just Deb Rita asks him to elaborate a bit more Dexter goes to visit Camilla who's now in hospice care uh Camilla gives De which okay this is a this will be a good Brooke question I think um oh boy if Camilla was already, like, in terminal cancer treatment, why would she not already be in hospice? She was pretty much in hospice before. I don't understand what the transition was if she was dying in the last episode. She was just in comfort care at that point, so that was an excellent question. If she was already dying of terminal cancer, why is she now dying more of terminal cancer? <laughs> Well, it's, she had already stopped treatment from the way they made it sound. It was already terminal, so essentially she was already dying. Yeah, and, she, and yeah, no, I was irritated. I wasn't going to go there because I was. I thought maybe it was just me and my that being my career. But yeah, no, no, that made no sense. Yeah, no, it was just like like if you if you understood that she was already terminal she was already end stage that they were just doing comfort care like all they did in the last episode was give her morphine um right this is like specifically you're only allowed to die in this room <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what, a, what a room to die in right. right now i will say that 
we don't do in hospital hospice here, but some hospitals that have hospice rooms, they would move them to a certain wing. I will say that. But they were already treating her as a hospice patient. I assumed she was already hospice care in the last episode. Yeah. My, my theory is that her dialogue from the last episode made her cancer worse. <laughs> <laughs> and it just like it, it rapidly progressed like she now only has a couple days no the key lime pie is magic and she has another month because the tumor yes. goes away uh, because that's how it works it just suddenly stops growing and then they say oh you've got a month to live because that also really irked me that's not how any of this works so they need to move her back to the other room now <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh you're not dying in three days Let's scooch you back to the other wing you got a month now. Uh, I'll tell you what it was, is that the production team couldn't book that same room when they were filming the next episode. Yeah, that's a good point. So they, so they just had to do another, they just had to make a reason up why they had to have another different room, because they were like, we should have booked that room, because she came back for another episode. <laughs> well, Small production. They had to have Dexter euthanize her, because otherwise they would have had to take her out of the hospice room. So, you know what? We can't get that other room. We're just going to have to kill her. Yep. That's hilarious. Uh, so, uh, Camilla gives Dexter a shoebox full of pictures of her late, that her late husband took of her family and Dexter's. Camilla keeps telling Dexter that she wants to die as soon as possible, to see Jean again and end her suffering. She signs off by reminding him that he promised to find her the perfect key lime pie. Hint, hint. What hint? Subtle hint. (laughs) Hit over the head with a hammer level hint. Uh, Miguel is trying to get Ramon into early retirement versus jail time. Ramon begrudgingly gives up his shield. Miguel appreciates LaGuardia's discretion with Ramon. She tells him that she didn't throw out his Chicky Hines convection for nothing, and God damn it, more Chicky Hines. It's right there. It's right in front of uh, us all the time. <laughs> I just want to do a throwback to the last episode, because I think Dale said we weren't going to hear Chicky Hines mentioned again. I thought we were done. <laughs> I thought we You know who's we never going to die? Th- Chicky Hines. <laughs> and you know who we're never going to hear the end of? Freebo. Yeah. Yeah, because Freebo comes up later. I'm already going to call it <laughs> out. Do you mention I already know. goddamn Freebo in this they episode. Say, they uh, say the fucking name like Freebo. six times, too. She's <laughs> like, they know you know about Freebo. You know where Freebo is. We know who you're talking about. Stop saying his name. <laughs> Freebo and Chicky. Yeah, Deb's carrying... <laughs> Deb's carrying extra Chicky Hines down at the hot dog stand now. <laughs> there it is. <sighs> I liked it. Um, Miguel <laughs> tells Dexter that he needs to blow off steam after work. You and me, we're going to go hit something hard. Dexter, we are. Miguel says at the driving range. I thought that was like something like weirdly sexual for a second there and then is like no at the driving range pretty much everything Miguel and Dexter do is weirdly sexual <laughs> so yeah, there's some real overtones yeah that's why Masuka gets mad in the next scene yeah Masuka calls Dexter a kiss ass for befriending Miguel yeah you can't have like weird sexual vibes without Masuka there uh, Angel is planning to use Anton planning to use Anton as bait while protecting him with a protection detail. Deb worries that he's going to be another person she gets killed, and Quinn says that this way they can protect him. Dexter asks Deb if she's bringing a date to the wedding. 
Deb says she might be busy finding Anton's skin to be there. Masuka tells Dexter that they have a crime scene to go to. Deb and Quinn get called to Wendell's mother's house. She throws Deb's card in Deb's face and blames Deb for Wendell's death. I uh, I like that moment with the, when uh, Quinn came in and was like, Morgan, her, and then does the thing, and then Masuka comes in and Morgan, came in. him. Yeah. yeah, like they did the, the, Mor- the Morgan Morgan thing. I was like, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you points for that one. Well, I'm going to go back a step to when we were talking about uh, Dexter asking Deb about a wedding date, because this was some of the dry humor that I thought was a strong point of this episode, because um, she says, you know, she's going to be busy picking up Anton's skin, and he said, so you're a maybe? Yeah. I thought that was some good humor there. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. immediately afterward, Quinn says something, and she's like, don't invite Quinn. And he crosses him off the list. <laughs> like, no, Quinn. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and then at some point, I don't remember when it happened, but he was like questioning. Oh, it was before that, I guess, because he was asking himself, "Should I invite Quinn? He's too tan." <laughs> yeah. There's another hilarious uh, sequence that I don't think I wrote down where he's still working on the list, and uh, like Angel calls to two of the detectives that are like unnamed background players on the show. And the show gives them names because Angel calls them by their names that time. And Dexter goes, that's what their names are, and writes them down. <laughs> like, yeah. literally happens on the show. Just like uh, when he wants to invite Donut Guy to the wedding, that was another yeah. strong one. <laughs> and Rita says if he doesn't have a name, he can't come. Poor, poor Dexter, like, his, he has no friends, so he's like, uh, the guy I buy donuts from. Donut Guy. So, I, the I, scene in... Go, go ahead. Oh, I don't know if it's coming up or not, but I, I know also, just to play into that too, the whole, like, Masuka, Baptista being like, who's going to be your best man? Like, everybody's just so wrapped up into his, his wedding stuff, except for him, because he just, like, doesn't care. He just yeah. wants to get married to Rita and be done with it. And then, you know, like, they're like, oh, well, wait a second, Masuka can't be your best man. He's like, I no best men, none. And actually, I'm not going to have any in my wedding because I don't want anybody fighting over it. Because I have so many friends. Because <laughs> you're all about the friendship, Zach. We know. I have so many friends. They all, all want to be my, my best man. Well, they have to plan and complete this wedding in like the next three weeks or so before Rita starts showing. So it is quite the quite the rush to get this all done. And then you take somebody as socially inept as Dexter and that just makes it you know, so funny to see him try to figure out how to how to even do this. Yeah, the only people on the groom side are Miguel and Chicky Hines, and they're fighting each <laughs> other. Or as he said, there's Deb, and then Deb and <laughs> Deb. Yeah. Um, so the the scene at Wendell's mother's house, um, Deb acts really shocked, like this is the first time that she has considered that it's her fault that Wendell's dead but she actually makes that statement in the previous episode I think she's more upset about the fact that her that his mother has figured that out yeah I think to her she probably she was blaming herself but she believed it was more of it on some level believed it was more of an internalized thing that she was just being hard on herself and maybe felt some guilt but did she really truly think it was her fault she could kind of rationalize that it wasn't until Wendell's mom's like yeah this is your fault yeah 
it, it goes from just being a feeling to being a reality that somebody does hold her responsible. Mm -hmm. So then... Uh, Miami Metro... Well, say Miami Metro, the only uh, police department that will let you physically assault a cop and get away with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. She kind of had it coming, to be fair. Yeah. You're still, it's illegal. Still can't do it. <laughs> Witnessed it, still couldn't figure out who did it. Yeah. <laughs> Quinn enjoyed restraining her, though. Let's be, let's be honest. Yeah, but you know, I kind of am starting to like Quinn in this one. That scene kind of is making me, I don't know, I'm starting to like Quinn. I mean, the writers are doing what they're supposed to, they want to do with him. They, they make him this question mark at the beginning of the season, and they slowly develop him into something, someone that you somewhat think is okay, and then eventually you think is, is a solid person, so. Yeah, we're in that okay transition right now. Yeah. Okay with him. We're getting there. Uh, Dexter, Angel, and Masuka are at the murder scene where Woon was stabbed with a screwdriver. The attacker fled in socks that became bloodier as they moved further away from the body. Masuka says the guy in socks fits uh, uh, the MO of a known guy who hurt an old woman during a B&E, also wearing socks. She identified the wrong person in the lineup, and Shoeless Guy walks away. Masuka makes a series of unfortunate comments about the reason he knows about this case is that the perp was Asian. And he's, quote, making us all look bad. And, quote, Asians are supposed to be smart. <laughs> Fucking Albert Chung. Cut to Miguel <laughs> repeating, Fucking Albert Chung. Miguel is all wound up at the driving range. He says they need to take care of his defense attorney uh, target, Ellen Wolf. Dexter makes another trip to Camilla's with another key lime pie. She got bad news. The tumor is slowed down. She's going to live a month longer than anticipated. She couldn't kill her yeah, husband. not how that works. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> she couldn't kill her husband because it's a mortal sin. She also can't kill herself. But Dexter's not Catholic. Hint, hint. He still hasn't figured it out, by the way. <laughs> like, all these hints are just... Uh. Right over his head. Well, now I've got another month to find you good pie, so. <laughs> he actually so, does say something like that, doesn't he? He's yeah. like, well, think of all the pie that you're going to have. <laughs> so, this is that point where I think Miguel, when he's finally not flippy floppy, when he's like, <laughs> I, I want Wolf dead because she's a bad person because she lets out she represents bad people and they get out and they go out and kill people which i'm like okay yes that you know that's what happens usually but like at the same time that it's her job and you can't just willy-nilly kill people because you don't like what they do like it's well it's and that's so not her re that's not his his true reason like his true reason is that she makes him look bad and is trying to smear his name Deb picks up Anton in a BMW from the motor pool or something. She tells him that she heard a rumor that Anton knows where Freebo is. Freebo! 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 Oh, Freebo. <laughs> Meaning that the Skinner is looking for him. She tells him to go and stay with an out-of-town relative. Dexter is debating what to do about Camilla. He also reads up on the research that Miguel gave him on Ellen Wolf. Syl tells Rita that Miguel's being secretive and says... Uh, keep saying he's spending time with Dexter. Rita says she went through something similar with Dexter, but that it worked out. But she's then forced to explain that she found out that Dexter was doing drugs and seeing someone else. 
still thinks that if someone like Dexter is capable of that, there's no telling what Miguel is capable of. So there's a big problem with this scene, and it's not just that Seal's in it, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's the biggest problem. He, he says that he's with Dexter. Now, we as the audience know that he is with Dexter. So, this seems like a very easy thing to run down. Just check. Just, yeah, just ask. Be like, was he with you? Yeah, he yeah. was with me. Okay, great. Oh, wait, but you're also uh, a liar, <laughs> Dexter. Because you've got with Lila. <laughs> Listen, if Miguel had a Lila, you know, who's to blame him? Yeah, Syl, Syl's recruited Rita. Now she's got to recruit four more women to form Syl Team 6. <laughs> that hurt. That was way funnier than it should have been. That might be, that's my favorite joke <laughs> of the really season. <laughs> um, Fat Tista and Vagiana, as they find out they've been nicknamed in school, are being schmoopy in an elevator at Miami Metro. Then Angel immediately gets friend zoned, just like in the in the blink of an eye. He gets friend zoned so hard, <laughs> like it is the harshest friend zone. But he yeah. still thinks there's a chance. That's right. In yeah, because friendship is rare. Do you know what I'm saying to you? Friendship is rare. <laughs> but easily the best part of this scene is that the writers have caught up with us and decided to give Batista a nickname because <laughs> there are so many Batistas now we have Fat Tista we did it yeah. better though yeah I think so yep. I think Fat Tista is kind of obvious yeah who, who else right could have come there. up with Stab Tista <laughs> Not yeah. the Dexter writers, yeah. that's for sure. And that was, that was the episode where he got stabbed, but we came up with that. <laughs> and then later it became, like, code for Angel Wants to Have Sex and introduce people to Stab Tista, so... Works on uh, so many levels. It does. Uh, LaGuerta brings Wolf into her office and asks what evidence there is about Miguel's bad side. Wolf is also the bearer of bad news. She's representing fucking Albert Chung and negotiating his surrender. Fucking Albert Chung, man. Dexter gets called into a meeting with Wolf and Miguel. Dexter realizes Miguel wants him there to show him how bad Wolf is. Wolf and Miguel get into a shouting match. They both want the other in jail. Wolf is flippant and Miguel is enraged. I think my favorite part of this scene is when... Ellen Wolf completely just lays out her entire case right there. She's just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna just destroy y'all's chain of evidence and, and Dexter looks like a shady SOB. Uh, like nobody's gonna believe him. His shoddy blood work. Yeah, the woman you just met him. <laughs> the planted evidence of being like, Yeah, you totally look like you plant evidence in this crime scene and he's just like, What? Me? Like <laughs> <laughs> I guess I do. <laughs> yeah. Damn. His expressions were really good in that in that scene, though, and like he's doing a little uncomfortable smirk at the end. It's a great scene it, for him. It was almost like watching like little kids on the playground, and then you you know like they yeah. have like their backups, but like Dexter was like the worst backup to have because he just gets attacked and doesn't know how to like handle it. So he just, and Miguel's like, ah, I picked the wrong guy for my soccer team. 
Dexter. Maybe Dexter. I didn't uh, pick the wrong guy. I did. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Back and forth. <laughs> flippy floppy soccer. Jeez. Angel makes a speech to Gianna about spending more time with her by talking to her. Talking, t- taking her. Angel makes a speech to Gianna about spending more time with her by taking her to Dexter's wedding. Gianna melts and starts snogging Angel. Because, like, just a couple seconds ago, she brutally shut him down. Yeah. But it's fine. I guess being I think that, like, to a wedding is an aphrodisiac that I'm not aware of. I don't know. Yeah, I think that she has, like, a serious blood sugar issue, and that she's into Angel when she's, like, sated, but if her blood sugar is too low, she just, like, friend zones everybody. Yeah. I also, I've known some people like that. I also really appreciate the bad writing where he was, like, trying to talk to Deb, and Deb's like, hey, this is me unofficially telling you I'm doing this thing, and he's like, hey, this is me not caring, and then she walks out. And he's like, okay, I'm not talking to you anymore. And she's like, oh, hey, I'm just heading home for the evening. Like, it was so, like, we don't, just go right up and be like, hey, say your line. We don't need to know what your, the, her attention, like, where she was going. I was angry. I was like, that's so crappy writing. Anyway, rant over. <laughs> yeah. So stupid. Uh, Camilla tells Dexter that she doesn't want Dexter to think he'll end up like his brother, Brian Moser, the ice truck killer. Which, you know, nice segue into that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, hey, you know, key lime pie aside, I know all your deepest, darkest. Right, do you think they had her all of a sudden come out with her knowing the details so it would make it more plausible that Dexter would want to help her. I like, I don't understand their thought process. Like, all yeah. of a sudden, she's going to spill all this, and then he's going to be like, okay, I'll help you die. It, it's weird. Like, I think they they want to split the audience a little bit on that, where they want the audience to think, well, maybe he's helping her because she's kept a secret, or maybe he's helping her because he doesn't want her to tell anybody her secret because now she's a liability like he knows she's a liability so he's going to make sure that she goes goes ahead and dies you know who would have helped her die sooner yuki freebo freebo freebo's been dead since episode like two three that's neither here nor there okay um Yuki shows up at Miami Metro to berate Deb again. She found out that Deb told Quinn about the investigation. Quinn got it quashed. She says that Quinn killed a cop by cutting corners and that the next one is on Deb. Why? Why? Why is she still She had one more appearance in her contract. They bothered with a contract? (laughs) At some point, I feel like this is just... They handed her cash and just like come in film a scene. It's it's so bad. This whole storyline has served <laughs> no purpose. And it's so vague too. It's like just lay it all out right away. Like if Quinn's a bad guy, tell her why he's a bad guy, what he did, why cops are dead. Just like get this stuff out. Stop playing this games. It's not gonna do anything it's stupid well what's what's super uh like ridiculous about it is that 
it never it never progresses past Yuki asking Dev to be an informant and go get information on Quinn. They never tell her like what questions she should ask him. They never tell her like en- enough information for her to know what they're trying to find out. So it's just there's just this random person that shows up and tells her Quinn bad. Help me, Quinn bad. <laughs> no, I'm still not going to help you. But Quinn bad. No. No, I'm not going to help you. Like, last episode was the first time we actually got, like, actually got shown that she was, in fact, a cop. Like, up until this point, she could have been a random person that was stalking Quinn, for all we know. Stalking dead, more like. Well, yeah. Um, Miguel goes full aggro, yells at Syl in front of Rita, Dexter, and all the kids. Miguel asks Dexter about Ellen Wolf. Dexter says they can't kill her. Miguel gets mad and yells, fuck you, at Dexter. <laughs> Dexter makes his exit Rita, with Rita and the kids. That's... Rita's assessment is, well, friends fight some sometime. Which is very much in the same vein of her, Cody, Aster, and Arson just being okay. Uh, uh, that... Friends fight sometimes. Friends do I was like, fight. did Zach write this episode? Yeah. Hi <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, I got into the writing game a while back. I didn't know if you knew. Yeah, that made me laugh so hard, yeah. though, when he just he pops up and he's like, Fuck you! <laughs> 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 Fuck you, Dexter! Uh, I don't know, his, his aggro-ness is just so funny to me. <laughs> it's like, it's so unwarranted, it doesn't really... I mean, I get it, because he has anger issues or whatever, but it's bad. It's like bad aggro anything, I don't know. Yeah, he's like a two-year-old. <laughs> yeah. He's like a two-year-old, like just complete meltdown mode. We just got the floor refinished. <laughs> I stay up as long as I want. <laughs> uh, Angel tells Dexter that he's a definite plus one. Dun dun dun. Uh, Masuka is reading an article about Chung. Dexter points out that he looks a lot like Masuka. Masuka calls him a racist, but then admits, oh shit, he does look like me. <laughs> and there's a picture of Masuka with different classes on the paper. And Masuka's <laughs> like, yeah, you're racist. I, forget all of the horrible what? shit I said earlier about Asians. But here you go. Yeah. Oh, man. Every every scene with Masuka is a treasure. Aren't Asians supposed to be smart? Uh... Dev has gone mental with all the case files spread out in the briefing room, but she has a theory. Skinner is using tree trimming as surveillance on the victims. LaGuerta goes to visit Ellen Wolf again. They're trying to figure out what to do about Chung. LaGuerta suggests they surveil Wolf's office and have Chung come in for a meeting. Dexter takes Rita to meet Camilla, who is coughing up blood. Dexter there for the first time. (laughs) Now that she's like completely, uh, (laughs) completely demolished. (laughs) Anton calls Deb over to his apartment Really cheesy music plays As Anton says I'll do it I'll be your bait And snogging commences Miguel and Dexter meet up Miguel knows about how Wolf helped Bring Chung into custody He praises Dexter for standing up to him When he was clearly wrong Dexter asks Miguel to be his next To be his Dexter asks Miguel to be his best man. And Miguel stands up and he's like, fuck you! <laughs> no, okay, and then snogging, commen- <laughs> then snogging commences. Yeah, it's not, yeah. <laughs> then they start making out. 
Uh, the blood theme starts as Dexter shows up at Camilla's room with another key lime pie with an extra ingredient, sodium, sodium pentothal. And we get the mother of all close-ups of Camilla's mouth as he feeds her the pie. <laughs> Camilla says, you finally found me the perfect pie. Now, I bring this close-up up because in just about every episode that we have with Camilla, they always frame her so that her face takes up the entire screen. She's always shown an extreme close-up when she's talking. And it's just, like, more of a thing to, like, exaggerate her weight and the fact that she's all about eating food all the time. And this one shot in this episode is just, like, the most gratuitous one of all. Like, the whole frame is just her mouth is the whole right side of the frame. And then you see the, like, fork coming towards it. <laughs> it was, it was, like, slightly dirty. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of that scene, I was like, well, I'm going to go take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> it's called pinography. Oh. Uh, Dexter tells her that he killed Brian, and the last thing that she says is, it's good you did. And and that's that's the end of the episode. Thank God. <laughs> wow, so snogging happened with some friends in this episode. There was a lot of snogging. So snogging. A little... Uh, Little appearance by Stabtista. <laughs> Stabtista plus one. Uh, this was directed by Steve Schill. He was previously a director on EastEnders, Law and Order, The Wire, The Wire, Law and Order, Criminal Intent, and on Dexter he directed thirteen episodes over all eight seasons. This is his first since the season two finale. Uh, after Dexter, he worked on Chicago Fire and SVU. It was written by Lauren Gessis, previously worked on one episode and appeared uncredited on six episodes of Smallville. On Dexter, she wrote or co-wrote 12 episodes across all eight seasons. She was promoted up several times, starting as a staff writer and ending up as a supervising producer by season five. And after Dexter, she is currently the executive producer for Netflix's Insatiable, which I have been calling something that was about to premiere in 2018 for the last couple of times she's written but it has come out uh and it has been roundly despised by critics um as the worst show on netflix but it has been renewed for a second season um i personally haven't seen it but it sounds like it's a dark comedy that a lot of people found offensive and the trailer was accused of fat shaming and other things so hooray for that uh best line of the episode um, for me, I had uh, the closest to me have always raised. Sorry, I can't read my own typing. <laughs> I have the closest to me have always resided in a box of slides until now. When Dexter's talking about his friends. Mm. Yeah. I struggled to pick one, but I went with the. Uh, I've never been great at conflict resolution, not without a blade and several rolls of plastic wrap. Dexter line there. Yeah. Uh, I I really liked pretty much the entire scene at the end between Dexter and Miguel. Well, not not quite the end. The tantrum scene between Dexter and Miguel. Oh, fuck just you. like when he's like, "Fuck you about Ellen Wolf." <laughs> that that was that was the best line for me. It was just so out of nowhere. All right. Uh, the worst line of the episode. Don't forget, you promised to find me the perfect key lime pie. <laughs> so glad we don't have to hear about key lime pie anymore, unless they keep bringing it up like they do Freebo. 
<laughs> that's they find Freebo in a key lime pie. <laughs> that's that's pretty bad, but top uh, top with chick- chicky Hines. That's with chicky Hines. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> it's a damn good key lime pie. Yeah. Pretty much everything Batista said about wanting to be friends um, to to Gianna, Gianna, I guess. Yeah, Gianna. Um, Gianna. It was so bad. You're going to hurt Zach's feelings saying anything bad about somebody talking about friendship. That was his writing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Zach wrote. <laughs> friendship, man. Get good, Zach. Get we, if good. you want to be friends, friends is good. Friends is good. I like friends. I do friends <laughs> things. And if you want to come over and be a friend, we can be a friend. If you don't want to be a friend, don't have to be a friend. <laughs> Just repeat the word a thousand times. It's like the ponies told us. Friendship is magic. Uh... <laughs> And then the uh, performance of the episode slash non-Michael C. Hall performance of the episode. I guess he is the honorary winner every episode. I've got to say goodbye to Margot Martindale with this one. Yep. I agree. Again. Two for two, huh? Two for two. She She's in two episodes. She won them both. Steals the She's show. Not, I think not going to get another chance, so. <laughs> I think she just really got it, especially that scene where it zooms in on her mouth like that. That <laughs> sold it right there. It was like, this is the best scene in history. That was yeah. some chops right there, literally. <laughs> yeah. <Not> oh. Oh. <laughs> Boo. I didn't actually mean to do that one, though. <laughs> As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, no, she didn't do that. <laughs> I, I would have unsaid it if it hadn't already started coming out, so I just... <laughs> All right, well, that is it for Season 3, Episode 7. Easy as pie. Get it, pies? Uh, thanks, you guys, for helping me out.